0: From the Financial Times in London, I'm Lisa Pollock, and this is FT News. In its most recent quarterly report, British retailer Marks & Spencer had to issue a correction. Sales growth was initially stated to be 1.3%, but it had in fact fallen by 0.4%. Behind the change was a spreadsheet error, specifically some double counting. So today, I'd like to look at a question many analysts have asked themselves. Should this really be done in a spreadsheet? Or is it time to move to more formal, well-tested software? To get answers to these questions, I traveled to Vienna for the third annual workshop on software engineering methods in spreadsheets. It wasn't the biggest crowd, but the people that were there, they are really into their spreadsheets. I got to talk to the keynote speaker, Samit Golwani research manager at Microsoft. His work used to be about helping software developers. But then, about five years ago, he was taking a flight back from a seminar, and the woman sitting next to him changed the course of his career with a spreadsheet.
1: She was very impressed to know that I worked at Microsoft and that I had a PhD in computer science. So she thought I ought to be able to help her with the task that she was struggling with in her spreadsheet. She opened her laptop, and asked me to help her with formatting names in a column of data that she had. So at that time, I had to excuse myself out of the situation because I had <laughs> never used Excel before in my life.
0: And that led to a new mission, to help spreadsheet users struggling with repetitive tasks. Good news for the women on the plane. If you ran into Dr. Guani now, it'd be an entirely different story. What can end
1: users currently see of your team's work? One of the programming by example features that we have designed has been released inside Excel 2013. It is a feature called Flash Fill, which allows users to automate repetitive string transformations. But using this Flash Fill tool, the users can give one example of what they intend, and the tool will be able to automate the transformation for them.
0: So, to be clear about Flash Fill, let's say you have 10 first names in column A, and 10 last names in column B you want column C to have last name comma first name. So if you have Donald in A and Trump in B in the first row, you can type Trump comma Donald at the top of column C. Then applying Flash Fill to the remaining nine cells in column C will give you all of those names in the format last name comma first name. So you'd get Clinton comma Hillary without having to enter a single formula. This is called programming by example.
1: This is the first research tool that I developed that I was able to explain (laughs) to my friends and family (laughs) as to what do I do. So even (laughs) when I meet strangers on the street and we get into conversation and if it drifts towards (laughs) what do you do for a living? I'm able to easily describe uh, what I do. Enabling spreadsheet users to program by example
0: increases the power of spreadsheets and makes them more attractive. And while this likely isn't something that would have helped the CFO's office at Marks & Spencer, there's another development that
2: might. My name is Björn Steele, and I'm the founder of Pathio.com, which is a version control system for Excel spreadsheets.
0: Pathio, is that the right way of saying it?
2: Yeah, it used um. to be Pathio, but everybody says Pathio. OK, so you, <laughs> so you gave that's
0: up. That's fine, I gave
1: up. Um.
2: Customer wins. <laughs> i used to work a lot with spreadsheets so we did these crazy crazy things at ubs that other banks did it eventually i quit but i started off something completely unrelated so i did what everybody else did was consulting in the space i had working uh experiences which was commodities trading but over the course of what a year and a half or two years this whole question came up over and over again uh, we have this spreadsheet that does this monster thing and at some point I thought, oh, it'd be really cool to have something better than, right, I sent you a version, you saved it with underscore, you know, version one, and send it <laughs> forth and back, edit, bjorn edit, whatever. So you get all this craziness, and that's how it all started. From my perspective, having a version history of a file, which means I can go back to any point and say, if I have a terrible workbook with 100 spreadsheets, and I only change one thing here, one thing there, then... Instead of saving it with underscore Lisa, underscore Björn, underscore version one, underscore final, 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 whatever <laughs> silly things people come yeah. up with. What they can do when they use what we've built is, right, okay, I just save, or one person saves, and I can see straight away what each person's done. But then you have to think about how do you collaborate with another person, because the standard way is, okay, you save it on a shared drive, or you send an email and it go forth and back and then you have to somehow merge it. So what we've done is it integrates on your computer and then you just save your workbook mm-hmm. as you always do and then you're able to see in the website what you did and the work that I did mm-hmm. and if it was a different path then we can merge it.
0: Microsoft Excel itself offers shared workbooks. Within shared workbooks you can track changes and have versions. However, the spreadsheet experts I spoke to weren't exactly effusive with their praise for those tools. You can use them, they said, but they also looked forward to having something better. Something that would be more well-honed, like some of the tools that professional developers have. Anyway, with the tracking that Pathio has, and the benefits of programming by example with something like FlashFill, I was beginning to think that we can have our spreadsheet cake and eat it too. But there was someone I still wanted to talk to. She was supposed to be at the workshop in Vienna, but had to cancel because she had to go talk to the Dutch government about one of her projects. So she kindly came to the FT's offices to talk to me. Hello! Hi! How are you? I'm fine. Good to see you. Do you mind if I'm recording? Is it okay? No, it's cool. going
1: be fine.
3: Hi, I'm Feline Hermans. I'm assistant professor at Delft University of Technology, where I research spreadsheets. I have a research group called the Spreadsheet Lab, where together with a number of PhD students, I work on making spreadsheets more mature or more professional. And that's what I normally do. But now I'm on sabbatical leave for three months to work for Microsoft. Again, as people might have guessed, to do some spreadsheet work.
0: With qualifications like that, I just straight up asked, when should a spreadsheet be replaced with software? that's been through a more conventional development process?
3: I think if a spreadsheet is still changing a lot, so you're still adding formulas and adding columns, then it doesn't make sense yet to transfer because you you don't know what you want, really, Mm. apparently. But if you find yourself doing the same spreadsheet every month or every week or every year, and especially if multiple people are doing it, so if there's a process around it, I send the spreadsheet to you, you fill out some data, you send it to me, and then it goes to HR, and then it goes to payrolling, Then you're in a situation where the spreadsheet is really supporting a process. It's not a model. It's not back of the napkin calculation. Hey, let's see, should we invest in this branch? Some calculations and something comes out. It's not a throwaway thing. It's a a core part of your process. And I think everyone in every company or organization, if they're in that situation, that they see the same spreadsheet every X time, they should think, hey, this is the time to professionalize. Again, that doesn't necessarily need to be, it needs to be software. That can also be, we're going to protect that spreadsheet, lock all the cells that people shouldn't touch, lock down all the formulas, clearly document what's going on, who knows how it works, and then we set, We still continue to use it. But that's my rule of thumb. If you're seeing the same spreadsheet a number of times in a repeated pattern, you should formalize it in a way.
0: How about if you see it every quarter? But enough picking on Marks & Spencer, it could have happened to many companies and it was good that they owned up to the error so quickly. Anyway, as Professor Herrmann says, instead of moving away from using a spreadsheet, it's possible to simply have better controls. But we wouldn't want to lock all spreadsheets down. That wouldn't make any sense. The whole point with spreadsheets is that they are ubiquitous and accessible and compelling, but I'm not exactly sure why. Given all the research she's done, I was curious about what Professor Hermans thinks makes spreadsheets so attractive.
3: It's hard to study, of course, what makes something attractive because I mean, if you ask that about your wife or husband, what <laughs> makes them attractive? It's a very hard. It's hard sometimes to to vocalize what exactly attracts you in something or someone. Mm-hmm. What do you think of painting? But uh, one of the things that makes spreadsheets really easy to use is. A property that's called directness and directness is the feeling that you're directly manipulating the object and this is something in psychology that has been written about a lot mm-hmm. so in a spreadsheet you just click the formula that you want and you edit it right there and if you're not a programmer that sounds totally logically and straightforward but in programming often there is a big gap mm-hmm. between where you have to change something and where you're looking at the thing so it's, imagine you're designing a website there's a button there you not always can click the button and will be brought to the code that is connected to the button. Sometimes you have to navigate a few steps. So that's one of the things that makes spreadsheet very attractive. And the other property is called liveness. And that mm. means that immediately if you change something in a value, suppose you're summing a few values and you change one of the values, the sum immediately updates. Mm. You don't have to click any extra buttons. And again, if you're a spreadsheet user, that sounds totally normal what you would expect. But if you're programming, that's not the way it is. If you're summing a number of values, you, you do A plus B plus C. You have to click a button. The program has to compile, like be translated to zeros and ones for the computer to understand, be run, and then you get the value. And this can sometimes take a few seconds, but for bigger programs, it can take up to ...a minute or, or a few minutes or, or more. So you have to wait every time your mental process is stopped. You have to wait for the compilation. Whereas in a spreadsheet, you know, it happens mm-hmm. instantaneously. So it has been said by me and other people... ...that those two properties really contribute to the success of spreadsheets.
0: As well as that, Professor Hermans pointed out downsides of spreadsheets. One of the biggest ones is around what I'd call transferability... Say you're writing up some financial accounts or a model to value a potential investment. You write some formulas to calculate depreciation or do some discounted cash flow calculations. Then, a month or so later, you're working on new accounts or on a new model in a new spreadsheet. And now you have to write those formulas all over again. Unless what you're doing now is a very near clone of what you did before, you have to start afresh. This doesn't happen with programming languages that have stores of functions all grouped in what are called libraries. There is, however, a glimmer of hope. Professor Hermans and a fellow researcher, Thijs Randerstorm, have developed a prototype of a platform that allows a user to write code while a small spreadsheet updates live on the same screen. They call it TrueGrid. It's a way to encourage spreadsheet users to code while retaining the liveness that we love about spreadsheets. Now, remember that bit about Professor Herrmann's working at Microsoft this summer? I contacted Microsoft, hoping to find that they might be developing her TrueGrid prototype. But they said, and I quote, we have nothing to share at this time. Darn. But after talking to Dr. Gawani, Mr. Steele, and Professor Herrmann's, I'm feeling hopeful about what the future holds for spreadsheets, while having a better awareness of what makes them so attractive and their downsides. Not everything should be done in a spreadsheet, but for some things, they'll do just fine. Can I visit the
3: spreadsheet lab one day? Sure. Well, I won't be there for three months, but oh, yeah. uh, I will be some, back from uh, October. And, you know, it's just a few rooms in the university. Okay, I got that on record. <laughs> 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 no sure, feel free to don't buy it.